Is this recording? (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in. Listen, I can edit. (laughs) This will probably not even make it. Aw, it would be funny though. Yeah, you know. Bloopers. I'll I'll do like a gag reel later on, you know? (laughs) Oh, yes. That'd be awesome. I am ready to start this, so... I mean, we start. We started a couple of seconds ago. We know? did. <laughs> we just started like a, like bullshit. First right now. podcast, everyone. This is already going well, right? Welcome everyone to Review O Meter. I am your host, Peter. That rhymes, so that means this works. This is gonna go well, right, Caesar? Yes, the court, absolutely, Peter. Yes. How are you doing, Caesar? How How's your day going? I'm doing good. Doing good. Can't complain. Just at home. Doing nothing, you know, waiting ah. for us to do the show, yeah. <laughs> well, Caesar, we have a special episode today because it's our first one. So there's nothing to compare it to, so this can only go good. Exactly. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And just to explain to everyone listening in what this little show is, it is our Review-O-Meter show. Every month, we will pick a certain theme, and at random, that theme will be picked and a certain title in that theme would be watched and we will be reviewing it. Why do I sound like a robot? That is a good question. Caesar, do you understand the content of this game? Yes, this show, I do. Of yes. this journey we are about to embark. I, I do, Peter. And I hope the audience will enjoy the <laughs> journey with us. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, bop, beep, beep, bop. Be boop up. Okay. So just to give a little uh, introduction <laughs> to what this podcast is actually really about. When I was in college, one of my college courses actually required this assignment where I had to create a certain, like it was a content creation assignment. And the certain content had to be a certain theme. It had to have certain amount of episodes, whether it be podcasts or YouTube series or whatever the case may be. It was something in the media form of entertainment that you had to create a series of. A lot of people in my class did podcasts. I was thinking that was probably just too original. It's not a bad idea. And here we are making our podcasts right here, right now. And what I did was what I called Review-O-Meter. And if you go to my YouTube channel at PJM Entertainment, there's a lot of things. There, No, there's not. There's not a lot of things right now. There's a beautiful Christmas movie. Go watch that. A Christmas jingle. A recent instant classic. Yes, it amazing. is. Amazing. It's um, amazing. No, before, even before, I'm not just saying that, but it's just, it really, you guys need to check that out. Go check out his channel. He does amazing <laughs> work. He's, he's, he's being humble right now, but let's be honest, right, Kevin? He's, he, he does amazing work. And by the way, we have Kevin here, as I was going to introduce him later. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, guys. Great to be here. I'm doing good. That's good. Yes, it was. It was a great Christmas. And your time is up. Thank you, Kevin, for (laughs) those beautiful words to my film. Good answer. Good answer. On my YouTube channel, if you scroll towards the bottom, you will see those remaining episodes of Review a Meter. And that was basically just a series of former but recent Disney Channel shows that have come out in the past, at the time, I guess, five years. I know I started with Girl Meets World, and a lot of those shows I haven't seen. I only really wanted to do that series because I actually was interested in Girl Meets World and was honestly a little sad of its cancellation announcement at that time. It's a great show, honestly. I mean, I do love Boy Meets World, so I just felt like I wanted to review other Disney Channel shows that had to air along with that and judge whether that was actually a deserved cancellation or not. And spoiler alert, it wasn't. However, in the end, there was a really good show called Andy Mac. I know, weird to say, take my word for it, that is a very high bar. 
Anyways, we're turning this show into a podcast and instead of just kind of reviewing on a scale from what percentage I rate the content at, that's kind of what I did in the YouTube series. This time, we're turning the review-o-meter scale into a certain ranking of every month we're going to rank each of the new contents we see, which one we like least to best. Obviously, today, we're just going to have one title on that scale. We, to this moment, do not know what that title will be. Right, Caesar? Yes, we do have no idea. This is completely random. This is not planned. We are literally going at the fly right now. We're completely winging it. Yes. So that being said, we are only going to be strictly to Disney Plus just because as a starter, it would help us actually share whatever we're going to watch at the same time here via our own computers and such. Disney Plus it is. I feel like I have a better comfort level with Disney Plus rather than maybe Netflix or any other streaming service because If we were to say pick anything at random on those streaming services, there's a good percentage that I would really not care for what we watch. That could still happen today. We could still land on a National Geographic documentary and that would be the most irritating, but maybe inspiring. I don't know. It could actually be enjoyable. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Maybe we would actually see something we never would have seen before and enjoy it. That or we straight up hate it. Right, Caesar. Yes, we will see what happens. Let the Lazy River takes you where it takes you. Yes, it will. Just like this podcast. Exactly. There's nothing planned, nothing in my words, no script or anything. I'm just going for it. Exactly. That's how you do it. The theme of the month will be chosen between regular Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and Fox slash National Geographic. As a bonus, I've also included anything Disney Plus, a wild card, you could say. Each one of those title cards are featured on the Disney Plus app. That is how I usually will probably do this. I may include more, even in suggestions that you can add. I would love to do all sorts of themes, whether it's from Netflix, any streaming service, maybe even YouTube series. I don't know. This can literally go on for infinity. Caesar, Kevin, which one are you hoping that the randomizer would land on? I kind of want to do uh, like Pixar, because Pixar usually has like the, like my favorite Disney movies, so... I'm down for anything, but if I had to pick one particular, Pixar would be the one I had to go with. I am hoping for Marvel, but maybe like a really old Marvel movie. Ooh. Okay, how old? We're talking X-Men, Raimi Spider-Man, even though that's not on Disney+, Plus, so forget with that. <laughs> Ooh, maybe X-Men, but I haven't seen that in a while, so. I've been recently trying to binge the X-Men. They're not all on Disney+, Plus at this moment, so I've only seen the first two movies. <laughs> which you uh, should probably stop at. I saw WandaVision. That means I saw X-Men. Well, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. So I think at this time, it's time to randomize our uh, choices here for the theme. Here we go. All right. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Big money, 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 big money. And the winner is... Star Wars! It's actually exciting. I don't know what is on Disney Plus of Star Wars that I really would dislike. It's all pretty good. There's a range from all the movies, TV shows, animated series, Mandalorian, and a lot of the Lego films, even some short stuff with animation. Now they recently added the collection with the Ewok movies. This could be exciting. We could either see something new, something very much familiar by the public eye maybe we'd just be surprised in general we never know yeah because i've only seen the movies i haven't seen anything else in the star wars category i haven't really even seen really so are you not a big star wars person 
I I am, but the thing is, I only like their movies. But I haven't seen like their like their series, like their like the Clone Wars series. I know about that, but I only seen like I think it was two thousand nine when that movie came out. That was the only time I saw like the Clone Wars series. But after that, I only stick to like live action in Star Wars. I don't know why that happened, but I don't know. I probably was missing out on something, but you know, life happens. That's inspiring. Thank you. What about you, Kevin? I have seen almost everything other than the Clone Wars series. I have really yet to get back into any Clone Wars. I have seen it back when it was like fresh. Yeah. But ever since they brought it back to like Disney Plus, even that new last season, I have not seen any of it. So. But you've seen Rebels, right? I thought you said you saw Rebels before. I have seen Rebels, which was really good. Anything else in shorts? Yeah, I've seen Mandalorian, of course. Um, all the movies. Yeah, I think it's just the Clone Wars series. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. And it's time to randomize our Star Wars content to see which title we will be reviewing today. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Big money, big money, big money, big money. And the winner is the Caravan of Courage. Car- Caravan? Is that one of the Ewok things, or is that? Is it Caravan? I think it might be. Ah, it is! It, it oh is my god, it is! It is! <laughs> oh wait a minute! This is gonna be good. I haven't. I think I was I think I was actually watching this one particular not too long ago. How and, long ago? Ooh, just like when it came out. So, nineteen eighty four. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, when it real? Sorry, when it was released on Disney Plus, not when oh, it came okay. out in nineteen. Is that when it was nineteen eighty four? Yeah, I was like, damn. Were you like wow. negative twelve? Yeah, we're looking at an hour and thirty six minutes. <laughs> That's how long That's this is going to be. So, what do we know of this actually, Caesar? You want to go ahead and read the description? Yeah, it's after I might butcher these names. I think it's gonna be I think it's Sindel. Sindel and Macy are separated from their parents, courageous Ewoks aid and we reunited them. I am professional, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I thought it was actually very interesting. It definitely felt like old Star Wars. Um Wicked the Ewok, played by Warwick Davis, is in it. And he's the same Ewok that Leia met in Return of the Jedi, who took her to the, the Ewok camp and you know they befriended the whole group through her. Sounds interesting. Can't wait to watch it. It sounds like it was probably rigged. I promise you it wasn't just because like my handle name is usually with Ewok in it. I love my Ewoks. I promise you I haven't even seen the ending of this. I either couldn't finish it or I might have actually fallen asleep because I just played it as background noise. So I have a vague memory of really what happened so much in it. But I know it has like a little young girl who kind of reminds me of Shirley Temple and her brother are lost in the forest moon of Endor. And then they meet the Ewoks. That's pretty much all I really have to remember before I get into spoilers. So I'm actually kind of excited for you guys to also see this too. Yeah. Should be a should be a good movie. Should be cute. And on that note, I think it's time that we watch this movie and we come back after these messages. The challenges caused by the galactic pandemic have affected our jobs, our lives, and our relationships. But think of the relationships we've grown closer in during these struggling times. I couldn't have survived these lockdowns without RO4. His company throughout this time kept me from falling into depression because I wasn't alone. I'm back working in the office and I just know now that's how RO4 must be feeling. Our droids shouldn't have to resume to the discomfort of being alone. Thanks to the St. Wicket Ewok Rescue Organization, they don't have to be. 
Holy shit, what is that thing? Looks like a grizzly had sex with a orangutan or something. I don't know. Never again will you have to leave your bucket of bolts alone indoors. In fact, our friends from Endor do endure living indoors. Hey, get down from there. No, don't touch that. You're a jittery little thing, aren't you? Why did you even get fear from? Give your droid a gift and adopt an Ewok today. They'll be happy, and so will you. No, I will not take it for an Ewok. And stop it with Star Wars puns. No, no. Someone please help. I didn't agree with this endorsement. The St. Wicket Ewok Rescue Organization, located at Hyperspace Coordinates 93244A. And we are back from our viewing of what the heck was it we just saw again? Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. That an was Ewok Adventure. There really wasn't Ewok Adventure. That was an adventure. Okay, okay. Before we get into like spoilers and such and specific details, I want to know what your preconceptions versus your postconceptions. Kevin, why don't you go first? Well. I was expecting just a nice, cute little movie about the Ewoks. Which, in fairness, we did get. Yes, it it was. I was expecting to be that long, to be honest. I expected it to be a little bit shorter. I agree. I do agree. But it was good, because in terms of, like, their adventure, which was most of it, about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, so I actually just recently looked up uh, this movie on IMDb, and it was released as a TV movie in 1984. Most likely on cbs because that is also where the star wars holiday special uh premiered back in uh i think it was abc 70s it was, ABC. was it yeah it was abc okay so i guess during return of the jedi abc was able to snag that money okay um so obviously i can predict that this takes place maybe right after return of the jedi right i just don't think it's anytime before i'm pretty sure even with the the release date they make it clear that this is after return of the jedi yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. But that leaves me to think how long ago before or after, or maybe even is this during The Mandalorian? Hmm. Hmm. I want to say it's a little bit before, maybe. Just before? So you think yeah. right as all uh, the rebellion leaves the forest moon of Endor, the Ewoks just now happen to find these random people, these children crash shipped on this planet? Yeah. Why not? Because, like, I mean, if they were like, if this happened, like, you know, before. Was it Return of the Jedi? Um, yeah. yeah but... If like it happened like before that, um, then like it, when they crashed, then the Empire would have found them instead of the Ewoks. That is true. Yeah. Plus, that would make these the first humans the Ewoks would have seen, not Leia. Yeah. Unless the Ewoks have seen anyone in the Empire running around their forest, then I don't know. <laughs> okay, since we were talking about the Mandalorian, one thing that makes me think is, since this is a journey of reuniting children with parents, who makes better parents, Mandalorians or Ewoks? Oh, um, I don't know. I might have to say Ewoks because Mandalorian sort of, uh, they're both war criminals. That's true. The Ewoks defeated the empire of the entire Star Wars saga, the original oh. saga. Oh, easy Ewoks. They have, <laughs> obviously the best parents right there. Yeah. Another difference they are... I want to, I want to hug Ewoks instead of like hugging the Mandalorian. So that's another difference, at least for me. Hey. A lot of people want to hug Mando. Yeah. <laughs> and Boba Fett. True. I always defended the Ewoks. I know there's this like running joke of them being the cute, cuddly teddy bears, and they are, but people didn't really like how childish they made Return of the Jedi. I 
disagree with that part with it being a childish thing. Okay, to a degree it is. But the Ewoks are vicious. They're murders. They're savages. They literally pierced all those stormtroopers with their spears and they smushed them with the two logs. And oh, they really knew how to murder. Yeah, they're savages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty resourceful savages, too. If you saw like at the beginning, you know, their little glider and everything. So, yeah, I think that's just to sell the toys. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Which also I kind of think this TV movie was sort of for. Caesar, how about you? Preconceptions versus postconceptions. Like Kevin said, I had the same thing going in that I was like, oh, it was going to be a cute movie about Ewoks. But wasn't I completely wrong? Because I had no idea it was going to be like Ewoks basically raising two kids. But those two kids are trying to find their parents. So it's like a little child daycare slash it's going on an adventure type thing. And I thought it was really good. It was a really good movie. It kind of, it kind of blew my expectations of it because I did not expect it to be like interesting because i thought when i first going in i thought it was like eh, it'd be let's see what happens looks looks cute but at the end of the day i was like huh oh, caught caught my attention especially some of the scenes that happened so you're saying it exceeded your expectations a little bit it did yes that is that's true. interesting so like i said earlier i've seen i know at least the first half of this movie and even just that first half, I was kind of in and out with it. I was probably either multitasking or it was late at night. And I pro- I know I definitely fell asleep uh, just after the boy was drowning in the water, which we'll talk about in a second. So the whole climax and all, I, you know, it was, I basically felt like I was watching this entire thing for the first time. And overall, I do really like this. I love the Ewoks. They have a special place in my heart. I will admit that this story drags a little too much in many spots and i also admit that this did not need to be an hour and a half of a movie and when this came out in 1984 oh my god can you imagine having commercial breaks in between this would be long yeah like we're we're like what 97 minutes and like commercials probably like a whole like two hours Yeah. yeah yeah basically but hey when you're a kid and star wars is still like the biggest new thing this is what you want even when the terrible Star Wars holiday special, well, terrible, but still silly and honestly a masterpiece of its kind, it was still very much enjoyed by many children and they were all very much excited for it and they just let their excitement get the better of them and think it was an amazing piece of work. Uh, maybe some people might disagree, but I think that there is charm in that because of how awful it is that George Lucas himself has been trying to bury that special for so long. Is that special on Disney Plus? It is not. Oh. So there is the Lego Star Wars holiday special that was released just this past year. And they make callbacks to the holiday special, the original one, because it's about Chewie's family. It's about Life Day, a Wookiee holiday, Han luke and leia are coming over to chewie's house and you meet chewie's grandfather or whatever who watches porn in vr no joke what? that happens what yes. no you have to, you have to see this thing it's really weird all right i'll wait till christmas to see it though <laughs> it's on youtube it's on youtube okay yeah yeah it's much more of a it drags even more than this so that actually is split up in many pieces that has like it goes into cartoon parts and it actually introduces boba fett for the first time but there's weird cartoon animated feature sections. And it also starts with uh, just regular like Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. They're all in it. This was right after A New Hope came out. Well, just Star Wars back then. But it was right after that. So kids just needed more Star Wars in their lives because that was like the biggest thing at the time. 
they had no empire they did not know dark vader was luke's father nothing of that all they had for a sequel was the Har- star wars holiday special yeah i gotta watch this now <laughs> yeah definitely all right um, so have you recognized anyone in this little movie like celebrity wise well i did recognize well the narrator yes i first heard, when I first heard it, i was like that voice sounds familiar. I was like, I feel like I heard that in, like in something, and I found out it was it was um Bert Eyes. Yes, he it was, is. Yeah, he was the um, the snowman and snowman and Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, huh. Oh, all right, good for him. Yeah, in the original 1960s Rudolph film, uh, that was definitely uh, something I caught right when I first heard his voice. I didn't know it was Rudolph. Uh, I definitely I knew it was familiar, so that's what pulled up IMDb. And of course, from there, I looked up everything else. I mentioned before that the little girl reminded me of Shirley Temple, maybe just because of her look, even though she's absolutely the most 80s thing in this whole movie with the headband and the curly hair. I think she's not the same actress. Oh, yeah. perfect. But I think she looks and acts almost identical to Jodie Sweden as Stephanie in the first season of Full House. Hmm. Have either of you seen Full House? I have. I've seen, I caught a couple episodes, yes. Can you agree with that? I mean, I I think it's almost identical, so. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. Okay, and her name was Cecil? uh, Sydney. Was it Sydney? Sindel. Sindel? Sindel, I think it was like Sindel. We could be Sindel. We could easily just look this up, but. Yeah, meh. Sindel. (laughs) (laughs) And the boy, the brother character was Mace. Yes, Mace. Yeah. He was was yeah, he was a little arrogant, I think, because I know in the one scene where he he we met the first Ewok and he was like, oh, you want to you want he just like threw the axe. I was like, wow, he's kind of arrogant. Yeah, he's like, you want to mess with me? He's like, because like, I see yeah. his chest. Out. I was like, bro, he, he, he could that thing could kill you. He's an Ewok. He looks furry and cute, but he could probably chop your head off. Like, you better be careful. He actually kind of reminds me of a younger version of Mark Hamill. That is exactly what I was going to say. Yes, that's I can see that. Definitely accurate. Oh, but the flight suit did not help. Oh, no, he just exactly like the the X-Wing pilot Rebellion Luke looked like in A New Hope. Yeah. That might have been intentional. Probably, yeah. I think this family, the parents at least probably fought in the Rebellion. I don't think this is canon, though. I don't think this is canon, so... Um, there was a moment in the movie where the boy yelled at one of the Ewoks uh, after almost dying because that Ewok chopped down a tree. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and he said, You better watch that, you nearly killed us! Totally acting like Mark Hamill, the way Luke yelled at Han in the trash compactor. You forget I already tried it, it's magnetically sealed! Put that thing away, you're gonna get us all killed! <laughs> oh, yeah. I did like that, um, I noticed that Leprechaun, if you guys haven't seen a Leprechaun movie, the horror movie, I like, uh, he played, he was, like, one of the Ewoks, I like that. Which Ewok? Um, he was Wicked. Oh, Warwick oh, uh, Davis! Yeah, yeah. Warwick, yeah, exactly, Warwick Davis, yeah. Yeah, Warwick Davis, he's a very well-known actor. I mean, I know um, him because I know him because yeah, yes. I know him because of, of Leprechaun. I, yeah, because that ridiculous horror movie franchise is amazing and great. Kevin, Kevin just said the the other most popular franchise he was in. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Was, oh my god, he was yeah. Grip Hook, the Goblin in Gringotts Bank, and he was Professor Flitwick. Get the nice wrist movement we've been practicing. The swish and flick. Good. Oh, and enunciate. Wingardium Leviosa. I actually saw him both times at Universal during a Harry Potter celebration. 
and Star Wars Weekends. In Star Wars Weekends, I was able to like get his attention during one of the motorcade parades and I'd yell, Professor! And he like gave me a little wave. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he plays Wicket, you know, my favorite Ewok and all. I loved how in the one scene where um, Mace was trying to save his parents, you mm-hmm. see Wicked trying to entertain um, Sid and Sindel. That's like when something bad's happening, you have the one parent who's like trying to entertain the children. Yeah, the they had quite a connection too. Yeah. I really liked in the beginning of the movie when they find her in the in the starship. She's like trying to tell her, trying to tell Wicked exactly how they ended up there, how the starship crash landed. I say starship, but she was saying Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser crashed and Wicked mimics her going, Crashed? love it i really liked that yeah me too yeah it was a cute little moment there are certain elements we've never seen in any star wars media before that they decide to play with before i get into the whole magical elements that we saw in this movie i want to talk about the normal things like blasters they they use the blaster to start a campfire and i just kind of noted that that was kind of pretty cool yeah that's different yeah you wouldn't yeah. think i would think that would happen i honestly thought when he said oh i'm gonna make a fire they just like you know rub two sticks together or something i forgot they were like technically in the future true forget about that yeah not really the future <laughs> yeah oh my god i never thought about that. that's true because it's a very long time ago but if it feels like based on the movies it feels like they're in the future star wars definitely has its sci-fi elements but it's not sci-fi it's fantasy you got your pirate your farmer your princess and it's just an adventure movie like that where you've got ships, but instead of in the water, they're in space. That's all it is. It's fantasy. Oh, that's, that's true. You have like your bounty hunters. So, I mean, of course, now they're expanding more on like Westerns and such with Mandalorian, Samurai sort of movies. But overall, the main movies are fantasy. That makes sense. So I think I pretty much uh, talked about the beginning of this movie, probably the first half, just finding the kids, because that's how much it drags in this movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really holds on certain moments. That kind of reminds me of uh, in the former original Disney movies, like I'm talking Snow White, anything in the 30s and 40s. Those are based on fairy tales that are only just like four pages of like the Grimm Brothers fairy tales. Snow White has like a whole scene that's 10 minutes long, 15 minutes long. I don't know of just the dwarves washing their hands because Snow White makes them wash their hands before they eat dinner. Animators took time and time to animate that scene, but it helps the story reach an hour. That's basically this movie. Yeah, sounds about right. Because you literally have like what over like half an hour, just half three minutes, like focusing on the kids that are just doing stuff. Let's go find my parents. Oh, now we're going on the adventure. And I like that little uh, the fanfare music. Yeah, great score. Really I, great score. I don't think it's John Williams. I don't think they had the budget to have John Williams do a TV movie. <laughs> well, I did want to say, you said it, it wasn't John Williams. You were right. It was actually Peter Bernstein. That was the composer of, of this. Oh, movie. great name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bernstein's a pretty great name. <laughs> he, I agree. He, it is it's sort of its own character. Yeah. yeah. He, and fun fact, he even composed in the next movie, which is Ewoks, The Battle of Endor. Okay, so yeah, I don't know the order of these movies. I was pretty sure that this was maybe the first one when I first watched it, because it was like the first listed. But there were also cartoon specials. I don't know if those are TV shows or if it's another 
like cartoon movie. Yeah, I think it's another special also, the live action special. There were more. There's more in this collection that's just more than just Ewoks. Mm. One was about the Millennium Falcon, I believe. Oh, the um story of the faithful Wookiee. Oh yeah, that is another one. Nothing I've seen. Maybe we'll get that for the next podcast. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll find out later in this episode. Oh, I did want to mention about the one scene with Mace and um and finally in the lake. And I can only imagine that scenario of like the actual actor, like just like freaking out because I would hate to do that. It's like he was probably stuck under there like what for a good 20 yeah. seconds. Horrible. But even though I know it's probably obviously it was probably like to like give him a second to breathe, like different takes. But obviously that had to be a like traumatizing experience for him. There were moments in this movie that honestly seemed like the budget was a little higher than maybe what Lucasfilm allowed it to be. But then other moments contradict that, and it's a little hard to watch. Some scenes are a little dated, but at the same time, I think, wow, how did they do this in 1984? Especially the one scene in the cave with the spider. Oh my god, that spider is like literally nightmare fuel. That spider attacking the back of Wicket as it was climbing on the cobwebs. I don't know if you thought that was a little silent of a scene, but it was just... I think that made it a little bit more creepy because you just hear like the the music soft and the spider is just like tickling on its neck, but it's fully riding Wicket like a backpack. It was a little... Ugh. Yeah, the really unnecessary like close-up scene to like this is a spider, but at the same time, and one scene you see its strings attached to the top of it. <laughs> I love that that scene. Maybe Wicket ate some of the spider eggs, and that's why it's attacking them. Mm, true. Oh. That, that could be that could be a possibility. I doubt it because I think Wicket has better self-control than Mister Grogu in The Mandalorian season two. Never know. Oh. Wookies are yeah. crazy. The warriors they they do what they want. Caesar, these are Ewoks. My bad. <laughs> yeah the, the little wookies not the not the big ones come on i went ewoks <laughs> another thing i have noted was of course the sorcery as you were talking about the water remember how everything they tried throwing at mace in the water just kept vanishing because i guess the lake was enchanted yeah that yeah i i, I feel like they should like explain like oh what what lake what's this like what what was causing this <laughs> it's probably mentioned like probably either in the movies or in the novels i was really interested to be like what's the story of that lake like how they get like that at the time i don't think any novels were published like i know i know what you mean there are like a lot of uh extended universe novels in the star wars all decanonized until disney makes them canon again just like this movie <laughs> but yeah i know what you mean because never in the original trilogy or specifically in return of the jedi have we ever seen any sort of magic especially on the force moon of endor that was definitely magic. An enchanted lake where Mace was trapped under, like the lake was frozen, but it wasn't. He was still just trapped until Wicked was able to pull him out with his magic staff. And that staff turned into a frog and a mouse earlier in that scene. That's something else I wanted to mention. The Literally, the all the animals in this movie made it like so much better because I didn't expect any animals. I thought it was just like Ewoks and that was it. I didn't expect like rabbits and you see like chickens, llamas awesome. and like chickens. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was just basic earth animals out there in the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, that, that threw me off. I'm just like, oh, so we have um earth animals? A, a llama in a forest now? Guys, that creature that had Mason, Sindel's parents, yo, that thing freaked me out a little bit. Oh, the the Gorax. Yes, the Gorax. That reminded me of a mix between the Wampa in Hoth that captured Luke in Empire Strikes Back and a mixture of the Rancor, the monster living in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. Totally can see. If, like, if those two creatures had like a baby, this would be like the, the child. It would be the, the Gorax. Yep. 
Also, how yeah, exactly. evil of a name does that sound? Gorax. That sounds like something someone or something you don't want to mess with. I liked when the Gorax like lifted the cage that the parents were in. It shook it right in front of its face. I don't think you would have caught this. It reminded me of Confrontation. Ah, I guess. So King That's Kong weird. in that ride lifts a cable car and kind of shakes it, which is your vehicle, and shakes it in front of his animatronic face. Which is still similar to Skull Island, Reign of Kong, but he doesn't really hold on to the truck. You're, he's just breathing on you. In Confrontation, he's actually holding your cable car. I've never ridden this. That's now where the mummy is today. Oh, that was such a good ride when it, when it, when they had it. Yeah, that ride was like, you don't really see that often. That yeah. like, you know, you're up above and like, you know, above the city. Really no, you don't see that much. They won't. They don't make that anymore. Nope. I will say Rise of the Resistance is probably one of the most technological advances of an attraction to recent date since we're on this topic of star wars that one is more of like the all animatronics maybe just slightly a few screens but they work in a more of a necessary way rather than just cutting animatronics that's probably where uh confrontation will probably be more like i still need to write that every time i get the every time I get the chance. I get tickets. I never have the chance. I like how sometimes your mic goes out a little bit, kind of sounding like a droid. <laughs> like that. Like that. that very unintentional. It just but... happened. <laughs> also, it just occurred to me that this kid is named Mace. And yeah. he's yeah. definitely the first Mace because the prequels came a whole decade after this. So Mace Windu obviously is older than this boy since this boy's during Return of the Jedi times. Well, George Lucas himself probably named Mace Windu, Samuel Jackson's character, thinking about this boy from this movie. Oh, maybe. Wow. Yeah, wow. That is a, wow, I did not think about that. More you know. Yeah, that's probably not an important fact at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, there's an audience, at least the audience knows about it now. At least they know, like, hey, Mace Windu, He's named by Mace. He was in the um, he was in the Ewok movie, Dark Carnival Car- Courage. Yes, exactly. On ABC, right? Yeah. 1985, 84. There you go, 84. Wow, this is before Back to the Future came out. Oh, true. My favorite movie, I think. I always like saying that Back to the Future is my favorite movie. Star Wars is my favorite original trilogy. Well, the original trilogy is my favorite Star Wars trilogy uh, of any trilogy. Can't talk today. This is going well, right? Words are uh, hard sometimes. Yep. It happens. Words take effort. Yeah, I feel like because I almost said saga, I'm, I guess the MCU, you know, that's that's already that's becoming like, like a whole other thing for saga. So I don't know if Star Wars I mean, can really top that. That's a, that's a lot of saga, though. Yeah. So I, I would like to focus on the original trilogy when I think of trilogy for Star Wars. That would probably be my favorite trilogy. But Back to the Future, favorite movie. I don't know about you guys, but. I, well, I mean, Jaws. you have three to pick from. Yeah. Mm. I mean, sure. the first Back to the Future. I like Jaws. That's my favorite. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. I've only ridden that ride once. I'm Aww, so thankful. Lucky. It was in 2012, literally just before it closed. Wow. Now that's our beautiful Diagon Alley. So what do yeah. you guys overall think about this film? I thought it was a good movie. It was good. It was worth it was worth the time. It even though kind of went on a little too long, but it was still a good watch. It was it was good. Uh, I think it's a really good like family movie. Like if like since you know back then you, you're running off the hype of uh, watching you know the first Star Wars, now you're watching this for like as a family. I'll agree with you on that. I think that even though I said earlier it dragged on in certain moments, the moments it did drag on, there was still charm. I think that the Ewok characters definitely make this. I would love to see the script because we know Ewoks don't really speak English, except in this movie. 
most of the talking was just the characters, the 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 people. Oh, and the narrator. And the narrator. Okay, narration. Not always a good thing. Definitely I mean, made this more of a childish movie, the narration. It did help. It did. Yeah. Never bad to have narration. Never had, you know. Especially when half of the characters in your movie, you know, don't really speak English. I get it with maybe these Ewok costumes. I think they might have been a little under budget than Return of the Jedi, except for maybe Wicket. That's probably the same costume. One of the Ewoks totally looked pretty much like a Build-A-Bear. And it's the one that, spoiler alert, died. Because God knows we need to see more Ewoks dying in Star Wars. Literally, I thought in the one scene with Gonda, when he, he saw one, did we just see an Ewok, Ewok die? I was like, no, no. And if we just, if we literally just killed an Ewok, he just crushed it like nothing. I was like, no way. And I was like, okay, good. Nothing bad happened yet. Yeah, you're talking about another yeah. scene. Not yeah. the, uh, not the specific Ewok death I was talking about. Yeah, that was, a, that was, a, that was like the actual death scene the, well the other one i mentioned was the one that like oh just kidding he's not dead and like he was, he was yeah, hiding behind a rock out. yes i liked how in that scene though with the one that did die mace uh i forgot which we ewok he was talking to i think it was wicket's father when the when the ewok kind of asked basically hey where's what's his name the ewok yes he's dead this clearly like, like god <laughs> can you please say that with more sincere yeah he basically said that line like get over it yeah it's like like move on it's, he's he's gone now it's it's let's move on go home and celebrate yeah you know one of us one of our kind is dead yeah even That's though he's like moments before you know cried about it <laughs> even his father was racist what is that he's a friend yeah i was just like <laughs> ever seen ewok before like they're not as technologically advanced as humans or any other creature because they don't have starships to leave the planet so i will say that the uh the other ewok death in return of the jedi definitely is more of a tearjerker literally the ewok is like telling him to wake up as you know he's blasted during the fight i have to watch that movie i haven't seen the star wars other than the most recent ones like the originals i haven't seen those in so long hopefully you get the chance to rewatch them oh you should see it i think my favorite movie of any star wars movie is return of the jedi yeah my favorite i want to say probably be one of the recent i would say either the ninth or the seventh one probably this no, probably the seventh one. Ooh. Yeah. wow you yeah. would actually put rise of skywalker that far up because I like the one, the the ending. It was just I don't know. It's... Ray Skywalker. To be honest, these movies are great in their own way. Yeah, I'll say I definitely like you know the prequels only because those are the first ones I saw, and then I you know went and watched the older ones. Yeah, the first one I saw was Re- Revenge of the Sith in theaters. I've seen many scenes of the original trilogy, specifically A New Hope before then. But what really introduced me to Star Wars to really say, I want to watch these movies, is the ride at Hollywood Studios, or at the time, MGM Studios. I remember thinking that Star Wars was the wrong name, that the movies are supposed to be called Star Tours, just like the ride. I always thought that was weird. And the ride's honestly what makes me love Star Wars so much. And I just... I guess I'm just realizing that. Well, maybe I'm not just realizing that, but it definitely is a big impact for why I love Star Wars. Yeah, that ride's a classic. Yeah, they've updated it in these past few years. Yeah, I do like that ride. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of the ride, you actually walk through the forest mood of Endors and you see uh, the Ewok little huts in the trees. It's a very nice design. I love the trees in the forest of Endor. I love how the Ewoks live up in the trees. It's a nice little civilization. It's probably one of my favorite planets in all of Star Wars. Because you don't really see much forests, mostly deserts. That is true. Yep. A whole lot of sand. I don't like sand. They got covered most. I think 
I'm thinking towards the end, right? That's basically the end of the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. other yeah. than that, the Gorax died. The mom gave uh, the final blow with the rifle. Well, no, it did it creep back up the cliff, and then I one of the Ewoks threw the axe or something that the dying Ewok had. And then that was the final blow, but uh... yeah, it, it was actually Mace that threw um the axe. Towards... Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. You know, and then you know they came back home. Narrator talked about how love is you know the strongest thing in the universe, and there we go. Yep, and they had another yub nub celebration moment. And instead of Force Ghost hating Christensen, we just see Ewoks having a good time. You know, yeah, that's exactly. all we really yeah. needed in Revenge. Yeah. In, ooh, Revenge, Return of the Jedi. Fun fact, it was going to be called Revenge of the Jedi before George Lucas changed his mind. Revenge of the Jedi, coming May 25th to a theater in your galaxy. I wonder if that would have made the movie any different, what that little title change, I mean. If you remember Return of the Jedi, Luke is wearing all black, and there's this big fear that he actually might give in to the dark side because the fate of his father. That's right. That was actually kind of the reasons why he called it Revenge of the Jedi. Did not know that. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that detail. But aren't Jedi's not supposed to like practice revenge? It's not the Jedi way. Yeah. Ooh, oh my god, that's another detail. But that's right. always the thing. You were supposed to think that there was a chance that Luke was going to turn the, to the dark side because he had a very strong feeling and empathy to kill the Emperor because that would have just turned him to the dark side just like how Anakin did. And just like how Rey was almost they could have done that yeah much better oh i was gonna say are we gonna ignore the fact that palpatine just wanted to die for like the past like um for many years in these movies he's always telling everybody to just strike him down i don't think it's necessarily that he wants to die he just knows that if they make that move they will give in to the dark side and he would just kind of like counter that that move somehow in the knights of the old republic video games bastila and revan uh sith and jedi fall in love they have a connection just like Kylo and Rey with the Force. They have a connection. I just think they should have went with that route how Basla turned to the dark side and Revan, who was a Sith, is a Jedi and stays on the light side because he did never want to see Basla be evil again. I think that could have been better if Rey actually went evil. They had a good opportunity. They didn't take it. I still like the movie. In moments, I like the movie. I'm not one to really nitpick this new trilogy i overall love them i would just kind of counterfeit whatever conversation i'm in so if someone's saying they hate rise of skywalker i tend to defend it if people like are talking like they really love it i'm like well this is probably making me sound very pretentious very I mean, much an asshole wanna play like devil's advocate in a sense. Yeah. i mean i get it yeah i understand too I feel like one of the reasons why I wanted to create this podcast is to just let out my critical mind because I like to critique. Star Wars was always a special place in my heart. I will still see any new movie, any new TV show. I'm happy that we're doing Star Wars Month. It's a great theme. I'm glad it landed on Star Wars. We have many things to cover. We have Mandalorian, lots of animated TV shows, even some documentaries. But I also think what you're looking for is like continuity, right? In terms of story and that consistency. They do one thing in like the first movie and then they change it up in the second one and then they completely forgot what happened in the first one and third one i mean they didn't really have all of the original trilogy right now george lucas chose other people to direct the other two movies yeah i still think that they should have had a backbone for the new trilogy just to go off of because yes that was messy they made the landing but it was a rough landing you know no one died on the plane but they still made it home and okay well wait that was both good positives um they <laughs> they made the landing but the the plane's in wreck so 
everyone's alive, but the pr- the plane can't fly again. But the plane will fly again. We're going to get more Star Wars content, and I'm here for it. Unless you don't like it. <laughs> right now, everything's going well. The Mandalorian's yeah. already much better than this new trilogy. The Force Awakens is still my favorite of the new trilogy. That I had no problems with it. But the Mandalorian absolutely is still the best. <laughs> so how do you feel about Solo? Remember that movie? I like Solo the more I watch it. Solo was good up until the end. What do you mean? Uh, I like I like how it's like, you know, it's about Solo. You know, he's doing this. He's a bit of a criminal. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go start a rebellion. Like, oh, okay. Cool. You don't have to include the rebellion, but all right. Yeah, I agree. We didn't need to see the Kessel Run, but that was cool. And since we have nothing else to talk about the current movie we just watched, since we're already talking about Star Wars in general, I say this is a good note to end this podcast. So... How would you boys like to rate this movie on a scale from everything we watched in the past, which is nothing since this is our premiere episode of Review-O-Meter. How would you still rate this movie? Kevin, go ahead. Since it's our first movie, I would have to say 10 out of 10. Nice, nice. Caesar. I'll do 8 out of 10. Okay, okay, so it slipped back just a bit. I'm still in the middle. It's probably my favorite and least favorite of the movies we've covered in review of meter. Of course, again, the only one. Yeah. So, so far, <laughs> see what happens. Hopefully, it might go uphill, downhill, but you just gotta stay tuned. Yeah, we can find out actually right now. Is there anything you would want to plug, Caesar? The only thing I think of is watching, listen to this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. I appreciate that, even though you just glitched out. Kevin, is there anything you would like to plug? <laughs> I would say definitely subscribe. View, tell your friends, tell your family members, tell even your dog, your cat. Tell the mailman. So tell everyone you know. Random strangers. Know. Tell everyone. And I would like to triple that recommendation to subscribe here. Keep listening to this podcast. And please follow me on Instagram if you would like, at EwokPeter. Because since my at name has always been Ewok for the past few years, and this channel is related to Ewoks, I might as well throw that Instagram handle out there. You'll find a lot of theme park content and just personal stuff of my Instagram. So on that note, I think it's time we randomize all of the Star Wars content we have on Disney Plus and see what we're going to review next time here on review a meter Oh, jeez, what happened? I got it. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. Caesar, can you go ahead and tell me what we're going to watch? Star Wars Blips. Star Wars Blips. The featuring BB-8 one, right? Yes, sir. All right, I've seen nothing of that. Uh, At least I don't think I have. Have you guys? No, I have not. Well, that's going to be exciting. So join us next time here at Review-O-Meter where we will cover Star Wars Blips, one-minute shorts featuring BB-8. See you soon. All right, Caesar, go ahead and play our theme music out. The ones we're creating right on the spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>